Oh, hello. Welcome to Love Alexi. Uh, I'm your host. My name is Alexi Wasser. I am the host of this podcast. We're doing it. Oh my God. Um, wow. Where do I even begin? What a weird week. Still a pandemic happening. Still a pandemic. Welcome to the show. Glad you're tuning in, whoever you are, wherever you are out there. Oh my fucking God. I mean, where do I begin? What happened this week? Super Bowl. Underwhelming performance by The Weeknd. He has a great voice. I'm not as big a Michael Jackson fan as I'm supposed to be. Sorry. I said it. It's so confusing. People still love Michael Jackson, even though the documentaries, the info that came out about him. I still like the movie Annie Hall and Hannah and Her Sisters, films by uh, Woody Allen. But uh, my point is, I don't even want to go down that road. My point is, I do like The Weeknd's music. He has a fantastic voice. I just moved the mic a little bit closer to my mouth so I could feel like we're almost making out. Anyway, I'm taking these fucking headphones off. I can't live like this. Oh, my God. Oh, I can just be me. All right, I'll let you know when I start the show. Okay, so... Underwhelming performance, I thought, of the Super Bowl, but who cares? I, I don't watch the Super Bowl anyway, but I do like the halftime shows. And for some reason, I thought Miley Cyrus was performing. I don't know why I thought that. I think because on Instagram, she posted something like, getting ready for the Super Bowl. So I was like, all right, great. Love her. Let's do this. Um, but I guess there are all these other Super Bowl pre-shows and after-party shows, whatever. I don't know. Whatever. Weekend came on. Love the songs. Enjoy listening to his pop music in the morning when I'm getting ready, especially during this pandemic. So I'm, I'm trying to mix up my mood and get my serotonin up. Uh, but yeah, I was a little underwhelmed, okay? I don't mean, I don't, I'm not trying to talk shit. I'm just saying how I feel about a thing, okay? Um, and I also feel like he had a lot of things to deal with. Yes, pandemic, 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 but they were all... I feel like if a woman was performing, she would the outfits would have been more, more outfits. Uh, she would have been showing off her hot bod, because that's expected of women. Dance moves would have been tight and happening. Um, and then the weekend performs, and while his uh he was he was pitch perfect, songs were great. Uh, a little bit uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie. When he went through that maze of lights and I was like, ooh, ooh, like I was just like, am I t being a shit talker? Because I don't want to be a shit talker. But Alexi, how, I, I, that's how I talk to myself when I'm by myself. Um, Alexi, how are you feeling when you watch him run through this maze of lights to kind of mix it up and break it up in this performance he's doing for the Super Bowl during a global pandemic? And I was like, I'm uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable. And then I thought, well, does he want me to be uncomfortable? Is that the intention of the artist, the weekend? Maybe. But also, like, I felt uncomfortable. I felt like not uncomfortable, like, what am I facing about me? Like, what does this remind me and me? It made me just feel like, ooh, embarrassing. I don't know. I'm not attracted. Not that that's the goal. Anyway, I've talked way longer than I expected to about the Super Bowl. Uh, Super Bowl. I don't want to get lazy during the pandemic and stop actually pronouncing words fully. Just turn the heater off, just in case you're hearing uh, clinky clanks. Uh, oh, my God. Wait. 
All right. I want to make sure I didn't say anything horrible. Okay. Use any words that might be tied to other, like some kind of, anyway. If you hear any weird sounds, it's my heater coming to a close. Um, I was so moody this week. Oh my God. Yes, I am PMSing. Yes, I also have a thing called uh, premenstrual dysphoric disorder. Is that what it's called? I might be getting one of the D's wrong. But my serotonin, speaking of serotonin again, um, dips, drops drastically. Dips, drops drastically when I'm going to get my period, when I'm going to get my period. And uh, I was... Listen, there are a lot of things at play, and I was a little bit confused. I was like, okay, so I'm PMSing. I believe I have very intense drops in my serotonin levels when I'm about to get my period, and I'm I'm in my luteal phase, which is the phase your body is in as a woman right before you start menstruating, which is the menstrual phase. There are four phases. Download the Flow app, if you will. Uh, you'll love it. Somebody told me about it a long time ago to track your period. And I was like, there's too much going on in this app. I can't do it. And now, you know what? I downloaded it when I was ready. And now I can fully comprehend what's going on. And I understand the info. Inf- Let me take that back. I understand the information it's trying to give me about all four phases of my period and what to expect and how to nurture and take care of myself during uh, each phase. So anyway, a lot of things at play. Uh, I was I was like sobbing days ago. I had two really rough days. Uh, and I again, I don't like being a complainer. I don't mean for that also to be like uh, my disclaimer throughout the entire podcast where it's like all I do in the podcast is complain or talk shit or whatever. And then I'm like, but I don't mean to be a, a shit talking complainer. I'm not really a, I'm not really a shit talking complainer. Anyway, super moody. Um. And I was like, okay, keep in mind when I'm doing my self-talk, my self-talk, keep in mind. Did you hear that skater kid just skating down the street? Unbelievable. Um, maybe it was somebody on a scooter or whatever they're called. Um, I don't even know what they're called anymore. Who cares? Bird scooters? Is that what they're called? Lemon limes? Limes? Anyway. Um, So I was just trying to figure myself out and be like, let me break this down. Let's not get too low mood-wise because that can be fucking dangerous. And you know, Alexi, how you can get when you get real dark and moody. We don't need to go there. Let's be logical, which is great. I can do this because I'm not drinking. So I can like, you know, have a better stance on my mood and my feelings and I can be a bit more logical and just not believe every feeling, believe every thought. So I was like, okay, I'm PMSing. There's a global pandemic. I have not been exercising. Uh, I have not been seeing people and having human contact. Um, Everything is virtual. And uh, most often I just, I'm home alone, staring at a wall or staring at a screen not good. And I won't even leave my house for like three days sometimes. Um, I was also trying to go off of my Prozac. I'm going to talk about this here. I, I, I rarely do, but I'm an open book. Not really. I'm also trying not to be an open book, but as far as my, uh, I used to not be into antidepressants at all. Like I was, I was 
anti-antidepressants. I thought, no, this is not for me. Scary. It'll I'll have the government in my body. I don't want this. And then I got really moody uh, a couple of years ago and I was like, fuck that. If I'm this low, I don't give a fuck. Put the government in my body. I, I don't know. I was, I was framing uh, antidepressants or anti-anxiety medication as the government being in my body, which makes sense to me. And I'm sure you understand what I mean. You know, just weird. Who knows? Anyway. So I tried a few medications, Zoloft, something else. I don't know. I can't remember. Who cares? And then I landed on Prozac. Prozac helped. I went from 10 milligrams to 20 milligrams to 30 milligrams. And I felt good on 30 milligrams. Recently, I've been like, you know what? I'm doing great. I haven't had alcohol in like over a year. It's been a while. I'm feeling fantastic. Despite the fact that it's a global pandemic, quarantine, lockdown, pandemic revolution, let me get off this medication. You know, I've, I've done, I've experienced a lot and I feel like I've accomplished a lot during this pandemic. I found out I'm a, I'm a Canadian citizen. I have Canadian citizenship. Exciting. Um, so I have dual citizenship. Um, I got over some emotional stuff. I continue to not drink. I learned how to do uh, transcendental meditation. I am doing other various projects that I'm not ready to talk about. How fucking dare you? I restarted this podcast. That's exciting. Um, you know, lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. So I thought, you know what? Also, I'm going to wean myself off this medication that I never intended to be on for the rest of my life. I just needed it when I needed it. And I think I heard, I'm not sure. Again, as you know, I'll repeat it anyway. I'm not a doctor. Sometimes I'm the cool big sis, but I am not a licensed therapist or a legit doctor, a doctor at all. I am not a doctor. Um, but don't they say uh, that when you take Prozac, which raises your serotonin levels, that when you go off of them, like your serotonin remains raised, like it changes the chemicals in your brain afterwards so it's like something is being done for the better when you go on I don't know that's what I heard who knows I'll look it up or maybe even better yet I'll ask a, a psychiatrist my psychiatrist because you need to talk to a psychiatrist in order to be on uh, antidepressants you can't just get them from your therapist uh, anyway so Going off and lowering my dose, I was on 20 milligrams for about a month from, th from 30 to 20. And then I was a couple days ago, a week ago, I was supposed to move from 20 milligrams to 10 milligrams. And I just fucking made an executive decision because I was like two days, two days in a row. I was like so bummed, so bummed, gutterly sobbing one day, uh, casually crying another day. Um, not in that order, casually crying. Then the next day, gutterly crying just because I just felt like, <laughs> I just felt bad. I just felt bad. Um, so I made an executive decision and I called up my psychiatrist and I said, you know what? You're telling me to pick up the 10 milligrams. Let me let you, let me tell you. Cause I, I actually called him three times. First was, Hey, um, okay. I'm moving down to my 10 milligrams. I'm going to go pick up my prescription. Second phone call was, uh, I'm a little worried because I'm feeling a little moody. Um, so I'm wondering, maybe I'm, I'm a little scared. Maybe I don't want to reduce the medication to only 10 milligrams if I'm feeling this way on 20 milligrams. I was doing pretty well on 30. Um, 
and then full on crying phone call to the to the psychiatrist. I was like, I don't know. I don't want, I'm not doing it. Okay. I'm going back up to 30. You can't stop me, buddy. And uh and that's what I did. He called me back. He's like, I get it. And it's good to know your reaction when you're premenstrual because of your PMDD. Um and yes, if you took a 20 milligram today, don't transition to just a 10 milligram. Take a full, you know, do the do 30. Take a 30 dose. And uh, that's where I'm at. So I, okay, so I'm, I'm back doing that. And then, because I didn't want to just leave, I didn't want to just leave it there. I met up with my two cousins and we went on a beautiful hike. Um, I just wanted to take care of myself. I wanted to cover my ass and just... I had to shake something up. I had to shake stuff up because I haven't been, if I'm going to, I don't want to get moody. I don't want to get depressed. I don't want to. And I'm, I'm going to make sure I don't and do all the things I need to do to take care of myself. So I made a plan with my cousins and we went, uh, I was born and raised in Hollywood. I was born and raised in Los Angeles. We rarely see each other, maybe like once or twice a year. Um, but we made a plan. We got in a group text and we made a plan and I met up with my two beautiful, successful, gorgeous, funny, badass, just powerhouse cousins. Um, and we went on a beautiful hike. And wow, did that change my mood as well. I'm still PMSing. It's TikTok, TikTok, still waiting. Uh, not the app, just ticking down the time, the minutes, the seconds until uh, my period arrives. But yeah, so I'm still PMSing and yet the mood has been changed. I also, I'm going to say this, I did outdoor dining. I had an outdoor, I did outdoor dining. I had an outdoor dining experience with one of my besties. His name is Dino Stamatopoulos. I love him. He's fantastic. When I'm around him, I feel like, oh, I can be completely myself, um, I love people like that who encourage you to be completely who you are. And the way they encourage you is because they're completely themselves and they're not apologetic for it. And they allow other people to just exist without being like, why are you being like this? Why are you? I can't stand that. Just let me be. Don't comment on me. I will comment on myself enough. Just let me be. Hold on. Let me take that back as well. Let me be. Okay. I can't stand when I'm commented on oh, you're acting kind of like this, or you seem a little bit like this, or like, what's going on? Or like, why did you do that? I'm like, oh my God, enough, because I did, because I did, all right? Because that's what happened. That's the personality that's formed. Am I hurting you? No. You just want to get into my world and tell me how it could be done uh, otherwise? Fuck you. Get out of here. Worry about yourself. Enjoy me or don't. I'm not attacking you or bothering you or irritating you or condemning you or nitpicking you. I'm just standing here accepting you. I hope I am. I think I am. Maybe I'm not. Who knows? Anyway, what else happened? Army Hammer. I mean, it's not a pop culture podcast, but I guess it is whatever it is that I want it to be. So uh, Army Hammer, I heard, just got dropped from his, you know, his agency, WME, William Morris Endeavor. I'm still like, I please email me. Email me in general. Always email me, dearlovealexi at gmail.com with like, love spirals or if you have you, you want to ask my advice about life or friends or romantic relationships or flirting or dating or sex or whatever whatever um but also you feel free to write to me and tell me like why am i not 
appalled by Army Hammer's behavior and why do I think it's like ridiculous that he's being so condemned, so canceled? He has a, what, he's into kink? Again, I'm inviting you to school me in a loving way so we can have a conversation about this. You don't need to get mad at me if I don't see it your way. But let me get this straight. So he is into kink. He was having sexual relationships with women, not all at the same time, but maybe, but who cares anyway, whatever. I'm going to take a sip of my Moroccan mint tea. I'll be right back. All right, back. Um, and he would text the, them his fantasies of like his kink BDSM fantasies of like, wanting to suck their blood or wanting to cut off their toe or finger and put it in his pocket so he could carry them around with him. And and I'm like, you want to drink my blood? That's fucking hot as fuck. Thank you. Thank you. Great. Go down on me on my period then, why don't you? Fantastic. You're open to that? Because, oh, oh, you're not? Oh, but you said you wanted to drink my blood, but you're not going to go down on me when I have my period? Oh, I get it. You fucking asshole. It's just bullshit. You fucking think you're so weird with your kink and your BDSM fantasies. And the minute I try to turn it into a fun reality that serves both of us, you're going to be a little bitch pussy. Um, by the way, I can call people pussies and have it be a derogatory thing because I'm a woman and I have a pussy. Also, I like the word cunt. I think it's sexy. Pussy, I also think is sexy. Um, little bitch, I think is demeaning, which is fun if you want to... I don't know what's right or wrong anymore. I don't know what's politically incorrect or correct. I don't know. I'm just telling you my relationships to words. And now there's a plane or helicopter going over the studio. The studio is my house. And that's a little taste of Tinseltown little taste of Hollywood and all the cool, sexy action that goes on, even during a global pandemic. Anyway, so they dropped Army Hammer from his agency. He's dro been dropped from various huge movies he was signed on to do. First, he said he was leaving one, like um, he wanted to do that, and then he got dropped from a different movie. I'm just like, what? Why? Are we going to look back on this? Or is this being handled correctly? He didn't, this is, he didn't have power over these women's lives. They were dating. He didn't control the kind of money they would be making. He wasn't like in charge of giving them a job. So he wasn't in a position of power. Um, you can always say, ew, I don't want to do that. Ew, you're fucking freaking me out. No, thanks. Or uh, that's a fucking clitoral hard off. No, thanks. Ew, you sick freak, pervert fuck. Ew. Or just don't reply and be like, I don't think this is going to work out. I'm just not, I don't feel like we're a fit, you know? Not like, we need to take down this abuser. I mean, were you abused or were you just like very uncomfortable by his fantasies because they did not match yours and you were like, gross, which is totally fine. I get it. I totally get that. Um... Did you feel in danger? And why? Why couldn't you say anything? Were you locked in a room? Did he threaten your life? What? Did he threaten your family? I just, I want, I don't know what, what? I'm just confused. And yeah. 
but if we do find out and we find a bunch of bodies who have been attacked and various limbs and fingers and toes cut off uh, and, and they all show up at Army Hammers, I, I take back everything I say. I'm like, oh, fuck. The guy was a danger. I didn't know. I was just open-minded to people's sexual kink because I'm into having a rich fantasy life. Um, I also think Marilyn Manson is like so annoying and such a dork. And he's around Los Angeles and we have many mutual friends and he's around town and I've had my own interactions with him, but never like anything bad. Just, just usually annoying where it's like, Oh, you think you're so weird. You're so like, you know, you're exhausting. This guy, so exhausting. That's always what I thought about him was like, that it was just all this huge act that was like so irritating just to get shock value. Like he's a 15 year old boy. Anyway, um, and he's being taken down and I'm just enjoying, um, I'm just enjoying watching the in real life, like live takedown, watching Evan Rachel Wood's stories. Cause I think a week ago when she started posting all this stuff about Marilyn Manson and her experience with him, I was like, Oh my God. Whoa. Fascinating. Oh, I'm going to sneeze. Hold on. <gasps> oh my God. That was like, that was pretty exciting. That we're all here together for that. Um, anyway. And listen, again, uncomfortable, creepy behavior, fucked up, emotionally manipulative, bizarro, codependent, disgusting. Yeah, I wouldn't want to date Marilyn Manson. Sounds like a fucking nightmare. Sounds like a drug-addled, uh, narcissistic, just exhausting nightmare of him cutting himself and he's like into what have we got he's into swastikas and he's saying horrible things and I'd be like uh this doesn't work for me this is horrible um ew fucking piece of shit um yeah it's interesting to watch all this stuff unfold and one thing that was a total aside from me watching Evan Rachel Wood's uh Instagram, Insta stories about Marilyn Manson and other like people coming out with their stories about Marilyn Manson. She posted this fascinating thing about, oh, it was an article. I actually found the, 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 the full on article and I read the entire thing. And it was, she posted screen grabs of women who had been married to serial killers who had no idea. So then I ended up at like four in the morning down some wormhole on the internet reading the story. I'm like, oh my God, all these women who were married to these serial killers and like, and they had no clue. And they'd be like, well, I guess one thing was weird, but even the tiny little thing that seemed a little bit weird and bizarre to them, like I also would have been like, I didn't, I mean, I would never have thought that made my boyfriend or husband a serial killer. But there was one story. Cover your ears. Trigger warning. Trigger warning. Anyway, there's one story where um, this is the one that pops. There are so many fascinating, creepy, creepy, terrifying, just chilling to the bone stories. But this is the one that keeps popping in my head where this one was like, every time I would go into, I'm just going to name him Joe because I can't remember his name. Every time I would, I would, uh, Tell Joe, I know every time Joe would go into his man cave or in the garage to, to work on stuff, uh, he said that if I wanted to go 
visit him, I had to press the intercom first to let him know I was going to be coming in, which I thought was a little bit weird, but you know, so he, he wanted to have his privacy. That's, that's, all, that's allowed. Turns out Joe was hanging women from hooks, torturing them. Oh my God. Oof. Holy shit. Anyway, I guess this is my pandemic fodder. I mean, I'm not pro any of this. I'm just like, you know, this is what's going on in the world. Like you're seeing the takedowns of people, the cancellations, um, how we as a society are dealing with it. Some people are able to talk about the nuances and to get into a big conversation about like, okay, well, whatever. Um, because every situation is different, you know? It's like Harvey Weinstein trying to, you know, actually raping women, being like, oh, you want this part? You want your job? You want your career? Suck my dick, bitch. And just being, and trying to break into rooms. And, and he's like, you know, he's like a career maker and breaker. You're like, oh my God, this monster. You know, and then the army hammer, from what I know, and please, again, I invite you to school me and tell me why I should feel otherwise. Um, but him being canceled because his fantasy life is creepy even though he shared it with people who he has no power over um anyway I definitely know that I've gone out I'm going to take it to me I'm going to take it to me and then throw it right back to something else I am going to read your emails by the way just uh, in case you've never listened to the show before uh this used to be a podcast where I interview people but it's a pandemic and I'm not going to have any guests guests on the show. I don't want to do Zoom interviews. I just don't. So it's turned into a, just a me talking podcast. And then I, and I serve as a big sister. So I encourage you out there to send me emails, men, women, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you're going through, anybody and everybody, please, if uh, let me be your big sister. Okay, I'm an only child. I love giving solicited advice. I'm great at it. I promise. It's always given with tender loving care. Uh, and it is thoughtful. I promise you'll see later if I ever get to any of these emails that people sent in this week. And, uh, yeah. And the email address is dearlovealexi at gmail.com. Also, if, if you like listening to this podcast, thank you very much. First of all, for listening. Second, thank you for liking it. That's really sweet. Um, I think you and I should be friends on Instagram because I'm, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with Instagram. It's the only social media I have. Follow me and let's be friends on Instagram at Alexi Wasser. Also, uh, yeah, subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe to the Love Alexi podcast on iTunes. You can also listen on Spotify. Rate the show on iTunes. Leave a comment. That's very helpful. That's actually very helpful, so I appreciate it. Um, and if any of this show entertains you, brings you joy, distracts you from your own life for a moment, which is a, you know, a welcome distraction. If this show maybe makes you laugh or at least feel less alone, um, well, that is the goal because we are all in this together. And, uh, you know, if you enjoy the show and you want to make a donation, I would love that because, uh, I'm, I'm out of work and this is my day job. So uh, I'm throwing that out there, totally casual, but you can make donations to the, to the show, to the show, a.k.a. me, uh, via Venmo at Alexi Wasser. And uh, yeah, I think I've said all the pertinent podcast information. Um, yeah, so... What else is there to talk about? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, yeah, the Marilyn Manson stuff. It just made me think of like, 
I've been in a lot of dating situations with rocker people, like rock guys, whether they were rock stars, whether they thought they were rock stars, whatever their mentality was, whatever their vibe was. I've definitely been in situations where I, I've been unhappy and uncomfortable and in very manipulative, miserable situations filled with suffering and mutual manipulation, but like a lot of, with, with the guy being like jealous and angry and an addict and, you know, just like very intense craziness, very toxic situations. But I know also for me, when I looked back, cause I, you know, I've done a lot of work on myself. I've said it, I've done a lot of work on myself. And one of the things, um, that I had to face was I, I have, I had to look at like, you know, it's very easy for me to go like, he did this and he did that and fuck him and he did this and that and whatever. And like, he was an asshole and it's his fault. What a fucking asshole. He did that to me and I'm not wrong, but the annoying part, Ooh, the annoying part is I, uh, I also did all this self-reflection and, uh, it's a whole other helpful thing when you're doing the internal deep dive of like, you know, self-work or whatever the fuck you want to call it. When you hold yourself accountable and you look at your side of the street and I had to be like, why didn't I leave? I could have, I didn't, I was this age. Uh, I knew I didn't want to, but I did it anyway. Um, I didn't say this, that, or the other in the moment. I didn't go, you know, uh, and also parts of me, I was like, I didn't want to, I'm not talking about Evan Rachel Wood. I'm talking about me right now. I'm talking about me and like, and doing a deep dive into myself when I've been in really fucked up situations, like detrimental, bad situations. And that way, when you look at the deep dive and you go, okay, when you, when you look at everybody involved, both parties, because it takes two, this is so important for like women, younger women, so they can not make bad choices like I did. Um, I'm trying to be general and vague and only take it to myself um, because I think there's a difference between because um, I have been in situations where it's like, oh my God, somebody blocks the door and like, you know, they you get roofied and somebody like locks the door and they physically like, you're like screaming no and this, you know, and I've luckily gotten out of situations like that, but that, so I've been in situations like that where it's like, oh my God, this fucking creepy rapist abuser, right? And I've gotten out of those situations. I thank God, knock on wood, I'm knocking on my head. Thank God. Um, and then I've also been in situations where I'm like miserable and unhappy and in very toxic situations for an extended amount of time. But I couldn't, something inside me couldn't leave. And, and I had to look at that later on in life and go, okay, so moving forward, not only do I know now what kind of person would I not choose to be with, but now I also have this precious knowledge of what about me and what voices in my head or what lack of self-worth in me uh, or old wounds or makes me feel I need to stay in a situation like that. Like, okay, so I want to be with someone who's successful. So I'm going to put up with bullshit and toxicity and manipulation. And 
I'm afraid to leave because I identify with the person I'm dating because I want, I don't know, there are a lot of different levels, but I think it's so, oh, and then I had to come to terms with the fact that I was also um, like drinking a bunch, of, a bunch and partaking in a crazy behavior and also being a bit manipulative uh, in my own on my own side of the street and things get fucking messy in relationships. So I think that moving forward in my own life, what I'd had, what I've had to do to make better choices. And if I had a daughter or for all my potential little sisters out there, um, who are listening and, you know, just younger women I know. Yeah. When you, but I mean, sometimes you can only know these things in hindsight because you have to look back and go, Oh fuck. Oof. Why did I do that? because I didn't think I was worthwhile because my childhood, this happened and my, my relationship with my dad was like this or because this happened in school or because I was just born, you know, and not raised in a certain way where self-worth and uh, the, the things that really matter aren't prioritized and other things that aren't as important are prioritized. I don't know. And so you make certain things your higher power or anyway, um, so that's helpful because when you look at what you can look at and hold yourself accountable for what you can hold yourself accountable for and when you can really see the person that you chose and go, oof, I don't want to choose that kind of person anymore because I know that that's not good for me and I don't deserve that. And what, Anyway, and uh, also I'm trying to make clear that uh, there's a big difference between like, there are just lots of, there are different shades of gray. Um, I'm talking about two people who are in a relationship together and how fucked up and toxic it can get. Um, and then there's a whole other side of like, yeah, just monster abusers who are like, that's a whole other level of disgusting where it's like, yeah, you, I'm not fucking with that at all. Like, it, like that is a, there's no argument here. Like this person is a monster abuser and they are a rapist and they are horrible. And this, and, the, and that's nobody had a choice in that. Nobody, but nobody deserves to feel horrible and suffer. So across the board, I hope any of this makes sense. It's scary to talk about stuff like this and then be a little bit vague or not completely like make your point perfectly because then it can get misconstrued to be like, so Alexi thinks this about this and I'm like what no oh fuck what have I done I should have just said nothing I should have said nothing um anyway listen I'm just sitting here in my leggings in my workout gear I didn't even work out today instead I was a woman walking around Los Angeles with semi-sheer leggings on where if I bent over just a tad, you could probably see my ass. And you know what? I didn't even care. I was like, oh, my God, I'm that girl I used to talk shit about when I would be at a restaurant and some lady would be at a counter ordering and, like, I'd be able to see her undies or her butt through her leggings. I was like, you know what? Like, who cares? And that's probably how that lady felt at the counter. I was talking shit early 20s, and now I'm, like, you know, a million years old, and I'm uh, I'm just kind of so comfortable in my skin and it's a pandemic. I don't give a fuck anymore. And I'm wearing a mask anyway. So I'm incognito and this is like all I've got is like, yeah, I'm going to wear semi, semi, semi sheer kind of leggings. 
out in public. I was wearing Air Maxes, Nike Air Maxes. I was like, I'm not even exercising. Just because I went on a hike yesterday. All of a sudden, I'm like, I'm a workout girl. And uh, I'm just going to run some errands in my workout gear. And, you know, I'll, I'll probably do another hike or I'll do a, you know, a few sets on the stairs. That didn't happen. I ate like a meatball sandwich. No, I didn't eat a meatball sandwich. I ate like a, some kind of Italian sandwich. It's called the Godfather sandwich. I think they're copying the Godmother sandwich from Bay Cities in Santa Monica, California, which is an iconic spot. And the Godmother sandwich there is fucking to die for. I just did a chef's kiss uh, pantomime just now. That's how, and I never do that. I never do that. I don't even use the emoji that people use all the time with the like, ooh. Anyway, um, but I did not work out. Instead, I'm just here podcasting, talking. And I'm going to read some emails that people submitted to get my thoughts and feelings and advice about. Um, yes, only 36 minutes into the podcast, and I'm finally getting into the, the emails. Um, hopefully you can't hear my stomach growling. Hopefully you can't hear my stomach growling too, too much. Oh, I have a thing on my to-do list. I'm dying to watch. I've got to watch the Britney documentary. I've got to watch the Britney Spears documentary the Fran Lebowitz documentary. I still have to watch that. And I really want to watch the Ricky Powell documentary. Um, he's a photographer I didn't, wasn't even aware of. An iconic photographer who passed away this past week that I was not even aware of. And he's a very talented, incredible artist. And there's a whole documentary about him that's just coming out that was at the Tribeca Film Festival. And uh, yikes. Bittersweet. It coincides with his passing away. Yikes. I don't like that. I do not like that one bit, but I would like to watch the documentary about him to learn more about him um, and pay my respects like that. So that is a plan. That's a pandemic plan for me and maybe for you. Um, all right. What else can I tell you? I'll get to the emails. Where did I go and have my pandemic dining experience? My outdoor dining experience, you ask? Well, thank you. That's sweet of you to ask. God, it's nice that you start asking me questions. I'm just sitting here talking. It's I like it when you chime in. Um, I went to a place called Chifa in Eagle Rock, uh, and it's the same owner as it's a. Is his name Umberto? 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 Anyway, he uh, was responsible for. He's responsible for opening ceremony. The super highbrow, chic um, retail store, clothing store, very cool space, modern, futuristic, uber chic and cool. Um, and he stopped doing that. And now he's opened a restaurant and it's an Eagle Rock and it's called Chifa. And it was, the food was incredible. I mean, that's how, by the way, I'm so terrified of outdoor dining. And I already said this before, whatever. But yeah, that's how low I was because I'm, I'm a professional quarantiner. I'm completely, uh, I, you know, I wear like, I wear gloves. I double mask now, you know. I only go out to go to the grocery store and like pick up my prescriptions, my Prozac. And, uh, and so I knew I was really in need of seeing a friend uh, and eating, because I don't think I was eating enough. Because uh, when I get moody, I lose my appetite. So I did it. I made a plan. I was like, 
Dina was like, do you want to go have dinner? And I was like, yes, I do. Fuck it. I do. Okay. And we did it. And it was very safe feeling. Okay. I, uh, I didn't mention it and blast it on my social media because I was trying to be in the moment with Dino. And also I was like, I don't want to have to deal with anybody being like, you're outdoor dining when you're such a serious quarantiner, you hypocrite. Um, but I went there and everybody's wearing masks, obviously. Every, I mean, you, I wish obviously, but yes, everybody there wearing a mask. Everybody who worked there was wearing a mask and a visor, a face shield, hand sanitizer um, you know, you get the menu by you, you, you take a photo of the, whatever it is, barcode and you get the menu on your phone. I had already looked at the menu online before I got there because I do that pre pandemic, pandemic and post pandemic. I always like to know what the menu has to offer because I take a long time looking at a menu, making up my big mind. Um, anyway, food was incredible. Um, and yeah, I was just, uh, I was like, I don't give a fuck. I'm, I'm leaving the house. I'm going to pandemic dine, baby. And I felt very safe, actually. Didn't feel reckless. Uh, tables very, very far apart. I have seen Dino throughout pandemic. We both get tested. He's, he's in my pod. Um, but also we get tested and he's COVID free. At least that's what I think. But you know, anyway, I didn't spit on him. He didn't spit on me. We didn't breathe too hard in each other's face. Cause that's how you get it. Right. Anyway, just joking. Anyway. Um, but thank God I did that because yeah, human interaction, sunshine, human interaction, proper sleep and eating, keeping your blood sugar up are so important are such mood enhancers. Because man, I might seem fine sometimes. And I oftentimes I'm very great. I'm good. I'm great. I'm happy. You know, I'm good. I'm good right now. I'm in a great mood. But it's when I'm quiet and when you don't know where I've been and when I'm like hiding out at home and I've been home for three or four days without leaving or opening the drapes, um, that shit can get real fucking weird in my head. And I start like, I'm just like, oh, like so if you felt that way this week or you felt that way at all during pandemic please know that you're not alone it happens and sometimes it's so hard to yank yourself out of that moody dark hole but it's possible to do it and sometimes it's just nice to talk about it also email me if you've been feeling that way and you want some you know you just want to be heard and seen virtually seen via a podcast. Again, emails dearlovealexi at gmail.com. And here is the first email I'm going to read of the night. And the last one. Just kidding. Maybe I'll read two or three. Um, This is from Caroline. She says, Hi, Alexi. I first heard about you through the Duncan Trussell Family Hour. All right. You got my attention. I am sitting up. Sitting up, baby. One more sip of tea. Hold on. spritz of Listerine mint spray. Cakes. One spritz. I didn't say three. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh my God. That was too much. I I hope that doesn't count as a relapse because I've been not drinking for too long to let that count as my uh, breaking my alcohol sobriety. Anyway. Hi, Lexi. 
I first heard about you through the Duncan Trussell Family Hour podcast, and now I completely adore your podcast. I'm emailing in to ask for advice about breakups. I'm 17. Oh my God, Caroline, you're 17? Unbelievable. I love it. I don't mean to be ageist uh, and, you know, youthist or whatever, but I'm like, wow, my little baby sis. Um, I'm 17 and five months ago, I was unexpectedly, I love it, five months ago, but who's counting? I get it. I get it. I'm right there with you. Uh, five months ago, I was unexpectedly dumped by my first boyfriend who I dated for almost a year. He said it was because he was too busy for a girlfriend and he said he wasn't mentally doing well and didn't want that to affect me. He broke up with me during a one minute, whoa, all caps for the one minute, during a one minute phone call where he said he still loves me so much and thinks we could date again someday. It's been really hard for me to move on because I still love him so much and hope he'll come back because he made it seem that way. But I know it's kind of pathetic and I need to move on because obviously I wasn't going to be with my high school boyfriend forever. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Lots of love, Caroline. P.S. If you ever have guests back on uh, on your show, please have Hamilton Morris on again because I still believe in your guy's relationship. I am also in love with him, but I think I may be too young. Fuck yeah, you're too young, Caroline. You're 17. Oh, and uh, I mean, that's... Did I say that we had a relationship? I mean, we dated. We had a brief rendezvous fling love affair that was very interesting and yeah he is such a babe isn't he a babe anyway but thank you for saying that and if I ever do have guests definitely I will put him on the on the list uh for potential guests did you hear my stomach growl Ugh! just shut up I'm podcasting I can't take it anymore I can't take it I'm not gonna delete this whole podcast because my stomach growl anyway Hello, hello. All right, just testing. So Caroline, or Carolyn, I think it's Caroline, but that's okay. Either way. Either way, I'm here for you and I'm your big sis. And oh yeah, 17, first loves, young love, first breakups with a real, real boyfriend. Um, I wish I could ask you, did you lose your virginity to him? Um... Hmm. You dated him for almost a year. Listen, it's tough, but you already, you know, you're very logical and you're saying, you know, you knew, you knew you probably weren't going to be with your high school boyfriend forever. Well, you know what? That's a good way to look at it because you probably weren't going to be with your first boyfriend, your high school boyfriend forever. You are so young. Not that, not to diminish your feelings because, oh my God, feelings at 17, uh, I get it. Okay. They can be the most intense feelings ever where you're just like, you, you feel hard. You feel hard at 17 years old. That is for damn sure. I mean, what can I say? First of all, you've got to, a few things I want to say. Time will make it better. I promise you it will. It'll lessen the pain and the sadness. Also, you don't have to be sad if you don't want to. Nobody's watching. You don't have to behave. As, I mean, I'm sure you do feel sad, but also like if you ever have moments where you're like, hey, I'm feeling good and I just went through a breakup. I, I thought I was supposed to be feeling sad all the time. You don't need to be. Nobody can see you. You don't have to perform sadness for anybody. 
I just felt compelled to say that because for some reason, I, my mom had told me that a long time ago and I, and I related to it and I was like, yeah, there is a bit of me sometimes that maybe feels like I'm supposed to be feeling a certain way because something happened. Um, also, stay busy. Put your attention on yourself if you can. Stay as busy as possible, whether that is for, and doing things that you enjoy doing that bring you happiness. Um, and again, just like I was saying how I was moody, um, get out in the sun, get out in the sunlight, exercise, even if it's just in the comfort of your, of your own home. I also have a weighted hula hoop. Uh, I have a yoga mat. There are various amazing things you can find on YouTube. Go down a wormhole on the world wide web and find some kind of aerobics video or something to get your serotonin, get your, uh, you know, adrenaline up with whatever the words are, you know, just keep it moving physically and emotionally. Um, so talk to your friends over Zoom, over FaceTime, you know, and uh, I'm sure you want to talk about it with your all your girlfriends and anybody who will listen. Maybe you want to vent to them about the breakup, but also make sure, you know, ask them about them, see what they're up to, be curious about other people's lives, talk about other fun things. What else are you, what's going on? What else is going on in the world? There's a big world out there, but it's hard to see that when you're sad about a breakup. Um, I'm hoping you're doing better because it's been five months, but I would say, God, read a book. I love audiobooks. I love audiobooks. Find something fun that'll distract you and just kind of give you a place to go to. It's like you can tuck into your own imaginary world or you're you know, just a different place to go to, whether it's a, a biography or it's a, you know, it's not, it's a, it's fiction. Side note of a side note also, this is, I'm already changing the subject drastically. I got, I got right back to you, Caroline. Okay. Twilight, the franchise, the movie with Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart, True Blood, the TV show on HBO about vampires. Um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer her and her sexy relationship with Angel Buffy and is have is a vampire slayer having a sexy relationship with Angel by the way I rewatched that entire series the original one uh it's on Hulu fucking fantastic sexy as fuck um oh 50 shades of gray the BDSM franchise uh with Dakota whatever her name is Dakota Johnson and that guy um who I wanted to be more attracted to, Jamie Dornan, is that his name? And also he was way more attractive in photos with, with Kira Knightley when they were paparazzi, when he dated Kira Knightley a long time ago, I think in the early aughts. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Franchises like that and like TV shows, True Blood, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Fifty Shades of Grey, Twilight, where it's like Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart, like, oh, I, I, I love you. I want to drink your blood. Oh God, I can't. Ooh, just a little. Ooh, a taste. Oh, I'm going to make, I'm going to turn you. Ah. Like, and it's like, you're so fucking hot for it. It's so sexy. It's so like, ooh, it's forbidden, forbidden passion, love. So that's why with the Army Hammer stuff, I'm like, is he not sucking your blood? But he's like, to me, I was like, yeah, baby, suck my blood. I'm like, ooh, into it. And I understand why I am into it because I've been brainwashed by pop culture with all these fun stories out in the ether, these franchises, but also because it's like, 
at the core of it, it's like, how close can I be to this person? I'm, I want to be so close to you. I'm going to eat you. It's like, you're not really going to eat me. It's just like, I mean, hasn't anybody ever said when they're having sex, like, I want you to fall asleep inside me? Crickets. Just like my cricket in the back of the house. It's just like, no, Alexi, nobody's ever said that. But, uh, you know, it's a desire to be so, to merge with another person. Anyway, but again, if Army Hammer turns out to have a cupboard full of pinkies and pinky toes, I never said any of this, okay? Okay. So that was, uh, that was an aside. Anyway, Caroline, okay, so whatever. Whatever the ex-boyfriend said, doesn't matter what he said. He needs to go take care of himself. It's not even about you. It doesn't matter. He's on his own trip. He's moody. It's a moody time. Don't be mad at him. Let him be because you want to be with someone who wants to be with you and who want, who knows that he wants to be with you. And if he's moody and he's, his, he's in a different headspace, whatever is going on in his head, none of your business. He gave you the information. He seems like he said it kindly and, and gently, even though you don't want to hear that. I get it. You don't want to, you don't, you don't want that. I get it. But it's because you're used to him and you care about him and you loved him and he played a major part in your life. But you know what? Onwards and upwards. And I'm going to try to, you know, metaphorically hold your hand through this breakup and just say, who knows what's right around the corner? Who knows what the future will bring? I do believe that things happen for a reason and something more right for you is coming, but there's so many other things to do in life as well. You know, like, I don't know what you are passionate about, what you want your career to be, what, um, maybe there are, were also things that you didn't love about this relationship. And you can think about that and go, you know what, in my next thing, I kind of want to make sure I date someone who I can communicate better with, or I can, you know, who likes to do this with me or, or doesn't have a, you know, a negative attitude or isn't smug or sarcastic or, you know, kind of grumpy. I don't know your ex. I don't know your ex at all, but I'm just throwing in things that, you know, certain traits that people have that aren't the greatest that maybe, you know, you can be like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that. I did not like that. Now I want to pivot and go another way, find another type of person. But again, so young, life is long, we hope, and just stay busy. And it's not like you're missing out on any fun, wild parties. Uh, not a lot is going on. I think it's a really lovely time for introspection, getting your head on straight, figuring out what it is you want your life to be, and just getting really excited about life. Uh, even if that sounds like a hard thing to do during a global pandemic. But it's like, you know, again, I said it before, I'll say it again. Get an unlined blank a journal. I have a hardback one right next to me. That's me knocking on it. Go to a stationery store, buy a cool, uh, cool pen and a, and just a blank book, and just go to town and write out your dreams and your goals and your aspirations and your hopes and where you want to travel and what you want your life to be, and just get dreamy and excited about the possibility of the future. And get daydreamy. Yes, I love that. I, I'm, I'm like falling in love with my own advice. I'm like, yeah, I love that. That's great. Oh, thank you. Um, anyway, fuck, I got to do that for myself. I really do. I really do. Um, you know, and stay busy. 
whether you want to learn a new language, whether you're going to cook, whether you're going to get closer with your parents or like tell them, tell them to fuck off. You can be like, leave me alone. I just went through a breakup. Okay. I needed to hang out with my friends over Zoom. Thank you very much. All right. Um, you know, start a Depop shop. I don't know what you're up to. Become a, become a, a, a mogul. Become a mogul, a Depop shop mogul. Uh, clean out your closet. You know, do a makeup tutorial. Why not? Clean your room, rearrange stuff, mix it up, change the feng shui of your room, get a plant, go on a hike, go on a walk with a friend, not alone, maybe even your mom, maybe your dad, I don't know. Um, Just keep busy, know that time will make it better. This is happening for a a reason, for your greater good, and, uh, you know, get excited about life. And that is my advice for you. And again, I can't ever say this too much. Take a bubble bath. Take a hot shower. Take an Epsom salt bath. What are other fun things to do? You're 17. I don't want to accidentally go down a weird wormhole of, I think this is good. I think this is good. Um, And make sure you're eating. Don't get too sleepy. Don't get bad sleep. Keep the blood sugar up. There's a saying, I've said it before, I will say it again, HALT, which stands for hungry, angry, lonely, tired. So keep in touch with your friends, get enough sleep, because when you're not getting enough sleep, you act like a fucking cunt. Just kidding. I'm sorry. I would never. I can't believe you. How dare you? Anyway, um, you can get grumpy and moody, and then, uh, you know, don't let your blood sugar drop and eat some food. God damn it. Anyway, um, all right. Okay, I'm reading this, and I kind of don't want to read this. Hold on. Uh, I'm going to read a different one. I'm going to read a different one. Mm-mm-mm, mm-mm-mm. Hi, Alexi. I just wanted to check and see if the username at Alexi Wasser is you on Cash App. I want to make a donation. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, yes. Thank you very much. Wow. Fantastic. Yes, Cash App and uh, Venmo at Alexi Wasser. That's not really... That's more you helping me, and you know what? I love it. I love it. It's a back and forth. It's a give and take. Um, hmm. All right. Dear Lexi, I hope you are well. I just listened to the newest podcast. I tried to make this text more legible to help uh, so you can read aloud. Thank you. I do enjoy a big font, a big, bold font, because then I don't have to, you know, Mix up my words. I've been meaning to write you. I've been so distracted lately or overbooked or overwhelmed. Uh, I just signed up for a big sister session. Oh, pause. Let me just tell you what that is. So this person, S, he goes by S. He signed up for a big sister session. I offer, I'm already like forgetting parts of my own life and services I offer or things that I do uh, during this global pandemic. I did it before and I also do it now. I offer a service called big sister sessions uh, where I serve as the big sister you never knew you needed or wanted. And a big sister session is an hour long session, just you and me. I do it for men and women over Zoom. You click the link in my Instagram bio and uh, it gives you all the information, how much it costs and, uh, you know, what it entails. And then when you book one, we make an appointment, it's booked, 
you jump on a Zoom and uh, you tell me what you're going through for an hour. Just you and me. All my attention is on you. And uh, I listen. I give you my big sisterly advice. And uh, yeah, it's an hour dedicated to you. Whatever it is you're going through, mental spirals, broken hearts, body dysmorphia, just life spirals, confusion, dating, sex, relationships, feelings, feelings, feelings. Um, yeah. So if you're interested in one of those, you know what to do. Click the link in my bio at Alexi Wasser on Instagram. Uh, all right. So I just signed up for a big sister session, Alexi, and I'm excited for that to talk about some things more in depth. They have helped me in the past and I love speaking with you. There's your mid-roll ad placement. Really? Thank you. You're so... <laughs> Really, that really was a great mid-roll ad placement because I totally forgot to mention Big Sister Sessions during this episode until like this popped up. Fantastic. Thank you, baby. All right. Uh, I know many listeners on the last episode had questions about sobering up. I am partaking in my first dry January. I've had a lot more time to create, but a lot more anxiety. The only constant in my life has been alcohol. I've built my career around it. I even did a recent piece on non-alcoholic craft beer. I enjoy being sober and I am glad to have this break. It shows that I am not dependent on alcohol and I can still support the industry and my friends in other ways. It is complicated, but I do think that certain things can be, um, can be juxtaposing. Wait, what? What? Uh, oh, it is complicated, but I do think that certain things can be juxtaposing and complicated. People say life is simple and we choose to complicate it. It certainly can be, but we are also wonderfully complex individuals. Taking some time to explore that is important, and I appreciate you being an advocate for that. Well, thank you very much. Um, ooh, re-army hammer. I can't tell if people are just kink-shaming this person or if his actions are truly destructive. I love the fact, S, this is Alexi chiming in yet again. I love the fact this is all coming together. Uh, you're, you're talking big sister sessions, appointments, army hammer. We are just, you just have your finger on the pulse of this podcast. Um, okay, Alexi, back to other stuff. I have realized I've been a bit more distracted. I can't tell if it, if that is because of social media and now clubhouse. Oh my God. S don't get me started on clubhouse. I signed up for clubhouse. This is Alexi again. I can't, I can't, I can't, I won't, I don't, I'm on it. I'm on it, but no, it's too much. It's too much. The notifications alone. I had to turn them off. You can't even turn off the notifications on Clubhouse, this new app. You can only turn them off for like a week, but you know they're just going to pop up again a week later. Anyway, haunting me, but I, I'm, I haven't deleted the app yet because I'm still a bit intrigued. Anyway, whatever. Back to you, baby. Okay. Um, and Alexi, now that Clubhouse has popped up, Stress. Okay. So listen, I can't tell if that's because of social media, clubhouse, stress, pandemic, all of it. I want to be in the know. I want to follow my pursuits and I feel like I can do all of them. It's like I'm highly caffeinated and checking all the boxes. It's exhilarating, but isn't as tactical as I plan. Hours seem to pass by where I don't think I'm doing anything. I guess that rest is necessary so I don't burn out, but I feel more go, go, go than ever. I'm looking forward to catching up more on our session. Love you and stay sexy, S. Um, I relate to everything you just told me um, and looking forward to our session as well. 
Love a good big sister session. Always. Um, all right. Yeah, I completely relate to what you're saying. And I'm sure a lot of the listeners can relate. It's like, all right, congratulations. Dry January. I know it's February already. Early on in February. Um, glad you did dry January. Fantastic. That's not easy to do. So pat yourself on the back for that. Um, and yeah, I feel the same way. I feel like I have nothing but time quarantining secluded in my place. I have so many things I want to do. My brain is racing. I'm like, I got to do this. I got to do that. Oh my God. I can't believe it. Ah, like my life, what do I want it to be? I should do this too. I should get a real estate license. I should go to school for, you know, to get a proper marriage and family therapy, uh, you know, uh, degree, master's degree. Uh, you know, I got to be podcasting. I got to be Insta storing. I've got to be writing a, a, a the, the next great script. I've got to be. I've, I got to pitch a TV. Oh my god! And then all of a sudden, I'm like, four hours just went by, and I'm glazed over. Like, what am I doing? Surfing other people's Insta stories. I actually feel like I enjoy Insta storing myself. I mean, that's not a shock or a surprise to anybody who's who follows me or has been listening to this podcast for a while. I like doing that because I feel like it's a fun, creative uh, outlet. It's like where I express myself just like on this podcast. But uh, So I like that. But I will lose myself, and I'm sure this is relatable. I will lose like hours. Yeah, glazed over, refreshing, 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 all the stuff just like lighting up portals of my brain. But then I'm like, what have I done? Nothing for four hours, and yet like... So it is weird. So I feel like, let me look at this again. I love that I print out the paper so you can, I can really touch, touch my listeners. Um, yeah. This is a complicated time. Nothing but time, but then also like tons of pressure to like do so much shit. I don't know caffeinated, checking all the boxes, exhilarating, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I don't do anything. I'm looking at the thing. Yeah. Okay. Go, go, go. But you don't get so. Yeah, I, I get it. I'm with you. And I also get so caffeinated because I don't drink. I love caffeine. I get my, you know, I, oof. and then I'll burn out. So I'm like, I'm going to take over the world. And then I'm like, it's a pandemic. Leave me alone. I got to get out of here. And then I'm like, oh my God, the whole world is flourishing. Everybody's like, oh, they're all doing this. Everybody's on a show and they're directing a film and they're doing this and they've got 17 podcasts or they're like, blah, blah. And I'm like, what am I doing? What does it all mean? I'm having like an existential crisis or like existential dread, uh, all this stuff. So yes. So I guess what is the answer to that? It's ongoing. There is no answer. There's no answer. It's an everyday thing and it's everybody's personal private journey and I guess you just have to get enough sleep wake up earlier sleep in later right you know again blank journal or you know your computer or your smartphone and get more uh, specific on how you want to be spending your time I think like time management ugh, didn't think I'd be using that phrase on the podcast um, but it's a really important thing but then you know what? Sometimes it doesn't go as planned and you got to make time for everything. Being cozy, getting enough rest, touching your privates, having a rendezvous over, uh, you know, uh, Instagram, uh, flirtations, FaceTime sexting, 
voice note sexting, phone calls, dirty sexting or whatever. Love, career, happiness, the feeling of fulfillment. It's, uh, yeah, you need all of it. Vitamin D. Oh, not like that, though. Vitamin D. That's rude. Disgusting. Perverts. Um, exercise, mental health, trying to keep your head above water. Yeah, it's like we're barely, we're trying to survive during this time and not like be so moody you do yourself in because, you know, I, people people are, the suicide rate and popping pills and like, you know, people are drinking more than ever because it's like, oh, I'll just drink a little bit more. I'll, you know, I'll smoke more pot or I say pot, not weed. Okay. It sounds weird when I say weed. Um, so it's a weird time and a bizarre balance to be had because, yeah, sometimes you feel like you got to keep going and you got to use this time so you come out on the other side of the pandemic out of quarantining like, look what I did. What did you do? I did more than you. And now I'm going to like, I I haven't missed any time because I kept my head down and kept my nose to the grindstone and I was like doing stuff. So when this was all over, I could just fucking blow, you know, blow shit up and like have a great flourishing life. Yes, but then also there are the days where you feel miserable. And there have been a lot of days like that for a lot of people where you're just like, I can barely get out of bed. I can barely do my dishes and I'm so bummed and I miss people and I had no idea the human touch and seeing people and in real life connection and human contact uh, mattered so much. And uh, so much is going on. So much is going on where it also feels weird to just be going on a walk I know I felt like that where it's like sometimes the mood in the air of just like everything going on. I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to go on a walk by myself. I don't want to leave my house. So, you know, I have to be, I have to be better about uh, making plans with people to like do an activity like tennis, which is a lovely social distancing activity. Anyway, listen, I read three emails, right? Cash app email, first love breakup email from Caroline. Um, the complex, confused feelings that exist during pandemic from S email. Nailed it. Another satisfied customer. I don't know who I'm talking to. Nobody. Um, but yeah, it's going to make me feel good to release this podcast because I feel like great. Putting my voice into the ether makes me feel less alone. Hopefully it makes you feel less alone. And I'm going to land this plane. And I want to say, oh, write to me. Let me know if you listen to this podcast on your Instagram and uh, tag me in your stories because that fucking brightens up my day and then I will re-story your story. And uh, that's that's what I call mingling during the pandemic. That's mingling, that's flirting, that's hanging out, that's real friendship. That's what I count as real friendship during a quarantine lockdown pandemic revolution. But all that aside... Go live your lives. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day wherever you are, whatever you're doing, wherever you're listening to this, in the bath, on a long drive at night. Is it snowing where you are? Did you hear my lisp? Anyway, I miss you. I'm thinking of you. I love you. <laughs>